Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, we are back with episode 76 of the Ricky Anderson Podcast, the greatest of all podcasts, GUAP. I'm your host, Alex Espinoza, with my co host, Dr. Hal Gordon. A dope! And Hal is officially started his new job, folks. Last week, he... Right. he I think he... Did you hang up your red and white uh, jersey thing? Like, is it... Where is that thing now? <laughs> uh, it's... I think it's somewhere in my closet. But, uh, yeah. You know, if, if anyone's looking for uh, for a, a, a valuable piece of uh, Oakland uh, baseball history, uh, you know, we can start the bidding at $100,000. It's... <laughs> Yeah, you could just send it to Cooperstown like the cells, the cell shirt, you know, you just be immortalized. That's uh, right. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so, Cooperstown yeah, is, is, it has one hundred thousand dollars. I'll send it to <laughs> it's priceless. In yeah. The Hall of Fame there. yeah. But uh, so it's been like a few weeks since we did one of these and you were halfway across the world <laughs> in, in that time. Um, for, where did you go first? Of all? I saw you were in Indonesia and Japan. Where did you go? Yeah, I went to uh, went to Indonesia and uh, and then I I went to Japan as well, Tokyo on the way back. Um, and I mean, both places were really cool. You know, it was I had some time before I was going to start my job, um, so you know I decided to just take a trip, uh, which is really funny because uh, whenever I post anything on uh, Instagram, uh, you know, I, uh, a lot of my uh, wife's friends would then text her and be like. You got you're in Indonesia, and my wife's like, No, I, I have a job. I'm st- oh, st- you went solo? I didn't realize you went solo. Oh, I thought you were I there by myself. Oh, no, oh, yeah. So, uh, so they were like, Dude, I don't know, I don't know about this husband taking, taking, <laughs> Asia without you? what the heck? That's was, awesome. Um, well, well, that's sweet. You got like two completely different like things, you know, yeah, like, really, really two different ends of Asia, uh, yeah. you know, and you know, I to avoid this from becoming, um, you know. Hal talks about uh, a trip, <laughs> uh, which you know I, I uh, have good memories of, but uh, I don't know if it's that compelling uh, of uh, of podcast material. I, I will uh, tell you about my experience uh, at the Tokyo Dome, yeah. which was wild. It was it was so different. So I mean, you know, a huge portion of this uh, has to do. I think I think like if you want to understand Japanese culture, go to a baseball game. Uh, it, there's there's two ends of the spectrum i think um which are very different from uh the u.s sort of sports culture and just like culture in general like you know so first of all like japanese culture is you know it's very polite it's very rule oriented yeah um and uh so that sort of manifests in a lot of the ways in like the cheering uh culture so um you know, first of all, like, so I went to, a, it was a, it was a, it was a Tokyo Giants game versus, uh, I think the Yokohama DNA uh, Bay Fighters, I think is the team. Uh-huh. I think it might be the team that, um, what's his face? The, the. Otani? Fuji? The, 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 the American who beat up. Uh, oh, Trevor but, Bauer? <laughs> but he didn't pitch. Uh, but, um. Yeah. So, I mean, so the players, I'll say the players, like, so there's only, there's only a few slots that are allotted for foreigners. So most players are Japanese, um, but there'll be a couple foreigners on each team. Uh, and I forget the the guy in the giants. He was some, uh, you, you know, he's some journeyman minor leaguer who played a few games in the major leagues for the Rangers and the Brewers or whatever. But then he just, you know, he's like the starting uh he's the yeah. starting shortstop for the giants so he's um but he you know he's he gets to pick his walk-up music and it was funny he was picking like you know really explicit rap uh you know with like n-words and stuff uh but they they didn't you know yeah, nobody. It wasn't radio <laughs> because no one knows english so they don't care <laughs> But but the 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 main thing you'll notice is is the outfield is the cheering section. So you know it's like a sold out game. Uh, yeah. You know, it's fifty thousand people in this in this dome built in the eighties. It it felt a lot like the uh, Humphrey 
the Humphrey Metro twins. Yeah. Where the yeah. twins were. Yeah. yeah um, yeah. and, but the entire outfield is supporter section. Three fourths of the outfield is the home team supporter section. One fourth is the away team supporter section. Uh, and so, you know, they're divided, but, and, and, uh, you know, and they're standing the entire game, but still eminently polite. So, <laughs> Uh, you know, at the before the game started, the the Bay Stars fans sung their songs. You know, they had about maybe ten minutes of them singing their songs, and they'd like you know they had drums, they had trumpets, they had flags, and then they stopped. And then when they stopped, then the Giants fans stood up and took ten minutes and sang all of their songs. Now they didn't sing over each other. They never sang at each other. They yeah. were just singing about their teams. Just no animosity. No like. No, this there wasn't sucks. animosity. Yeah, and and yeah. so much so that when 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 the Giants were up to bat, the Bay Star fans sat down and were quiet and let the Giants fans uh, do their chants and their songs, which were great. You know, they're long songs. I really love that. You know me. I love a good chant at a baseball. <laughs> right? I mean, I was really pumped. We took we took a couple innings and we stood out in the outfield and sort of soaked it up. Uh, but as soon as uh, the Giants uh, you know, were pitching and the away team uh, was batting. All the Giants fans sat down and were quiet and allowed the away fans to do their chants and cheers. And I couldn't imagine, right? Like yeah. if you went, to, <laughs> you know, if you went to like a Yankee stadium and we, we took like 2000 A's fans to Yankee stadium and started chanting, they would throw yeah. garbage at us. But right now, other than that, uh, like if you weren't in the outfield, you would you would not. There was no standing up. So the 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 bottom of the first inning, the Giants hit a grand slam, and my friend and I, as the balls in the air, were oh shit, standing up like oh, yeah. like, we didn't really care who was going to win. Well, my my friend's a, a San Francisco Giants fan, so I think he was more excited about the Giants, but. Uh, but like, oh, and we, it was a grand slam. And, you know, like the, the outfield is going nuts. Everyone's clapping, but we look around and we're the only people standing. Like even like, baseline. even afterwards, even like. When even the guy... slam. I was oh. like, what the, this is so weird. Uh, and then I'll say this. The, the other thing is like, is like they sell. So they sell noisemakers uh, and a lot of people have noisemakers, right? <laughs> um, And they look like this. So if you're watching on YouTube. They look like this, but if you're listening, it's like two mini plastic mini bats uh, yeah, with like a rope tie. And so I got them and I was like, well, these <laughs> must be, you know, these, must be, do, 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 do. you know, like, I mean, how are they going to make noise? Right. Cause I want to make some noise. Yeah. And I realized the way that they make noise is you just bang them together like this, That's which what... is the same, like. A volume is clapping. Yeah, I can't. I can't it's even no hear. It's lot louder. Than <laughs> I can't even hear. You, it. <laughs> you want to be? It's a polite. It's a. It's a polite noisemaker. It's like a. It's like a plastic golf. It's clap. the golf <laughs> clap of noisemakers. Well, what about the hot dog vendors? Did you like tell? Oh them, yeah, hey. well, so there was a hot dog vendor. There's great food. I have to say that really good food. Um, cheap. You know, it was cheap. Oh, the other thing was like, terrible. It's very difficult to get s- tickets because it's. Uh, they don't. Uh, it's illegal to scalp tickets. It's illegal to sell tickets um, above the price. And, you know, for like, I always thought of Japan as this like really advanced technological country, but like uh, in Japan, like everyone's like you pay with, for, with everything with cash, like, like almost everything they prefer cash, unless it's like a really expensive restaurant bill or something. Um, and so uh, all the tickets are paper. There's, they're not electronic tickets. So, you know, you, if you go, you go, you go on StubHub, like there's StubHub, you'll like, look, there'll be like eight tickets for sale and you have to pick them up from like a, a post office. <laughs> like, like, because so, so it pays to like go old school, like go to the ticket tickets. office. Yeah, yeah. And, and they only charge us the face value. Uh, it, so that was weird. Um, I bet there's not dynamic pricing where they just jack no, the, it up. Yeah. There's no dynamic pricing. The, yeah. the food was cheap. I mean, like the, the, the. You know, it wasn't it wasn't like super cheap, but like it was it was definitely cheaper and better than what you'd get in America. Um, and then all the 
all the uh, vendors are like are like high school or college age girls in like skirts <laughs> and they're oh, selling beer they're selling beer or highballs which is like whiskey and uh soda which is what they really like in japan and yeah, so yeah, I talked to a couple of vendors. I gave one to my baseball card, but uh that's so awesome, dude. Uh but like, you know, clearly uh yeah, I think they're pro I wouldn't be surprised if they're getting commission, but in in tipping is like considered rude in Japan. And so uh uh I don't I don't know if I would do well as a vendor in Japan. I'd be like <laughs> Which you know what I learned that though, whenever I'd vend Otani games and there's a bunch of Japanese tourists at the Coliseum. Yeah. I knew I was never going to get a tip. From tip. Yeah, it was just not or part like of the culture. Went, yeah. Oh, here's 50 cents. I'm like, yeah. here's my fucking... Yeah, anyway. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I think as a consumer, I really liked that there's no tipping, I think. Um, but as a vendor, definitely, that would have been a big bummer. But, yeah. I love seeing uh, baseball in other countries, dude. It's like a whole different experience. I've been to Panama a couple times, and it's just yeah. the fan, fans are so much more into it and just... Uh, just going nuts like after every strikeout or every you know yeah. it's like everything's a bigger deal i, I can't yeah agree. it was it was cool you know i mean i think what was cool too was going to a country that is so different like culturally yeah. so different you know um people some people speak some english but a lot of people don't speak any english uh and you go and you you know it's it's something that you immediately i like you know you i understood everything you know i was like I, you know, I had to convert KPH to miles per hour for pitches, but, you know, <laughs> uh, but, you know, I was, we were sitting next to some Bay star fans who had a little bit of English and I was able to sit there and like, talk about the game with them. You know, I was saying they need to take their picture out, you know, they need to do this, you know, um, you know, and, uh, I think that was, it's like a cool cultural experience. So, yeah, uh, you know, highly recommend if if you go to Japan, well, first of all, highly recommend going to Japan. But if you do go to Japan, make sure to buy tickets to a baseball game. Do it in advance. We had so much fun. We wanted to go to a, another game the next day, a Swallows game. But like I said, it was too, too hard to get tickets. Like we couldn't yeah. find tickets the day before. Uh, so, you know, plan, you know, I and plan on I would I would recommend sitting in the outfield, you know, plan on going to maybe I would even say two games. It's so cool. It's really fun. It, it, they didn't have a seventh inning stretch, but between the sixth and seventh inning, uh, a J-pop star went out to center field and like sang a song. And there was like, <laughs> it was like, I mean, there was no, it wasn't, there wasn't like a light show or stages or anything, but it was like, it was like halftime show. Yeah, it was like a concert. At, like, yeah. yeah, like it was like, <laughs> yeah. a big act. And like, there was like definitely some like girls there who were like, trying to you know we were like swooning big time You're like going nuts <laughs> yeah going nuts it was a funny it was a funny experience man it was cool um yeah so yeah. you know i think that with that love letter to baseball uh i think we have uh <clears throat> we have less fun things to talk about uh which is uh baseball back in america and uh the <laughs> We have not kill off the American League Rookie of the Month, baby. The A's are coming back, baby. Lawrence Butler hit two dingers. You know, the young guys are here, you know? <laughs> yeah, and those are great. You know, it's really, I think, it's that's some really bittersweet stuff, you know, because these guys are going to be uh, Las Vegas A's, you know? And I think it's... Yeah. I didn't even know if they're going to make it that far because there's still, I think there's still a whole nother cycle of players who's going to play for them before they get to the stadium. Like if these guys are still on the A's in 2028, 29, that'd be like borderline amazing. You know? Oh, you know what? Yeah, <laughs> they're going to be, I mean, who, who even knows? Where it's like a forgotten generation of players. But it's yeah, weird, you know, and I'll say this, you know, I think, um, I think you've been, we've been able to sort of see on, on, Instagram and and Twitter, um, Zach Geloff's family seem awesome. Like, yeah, they seem to get it. They seem to be. They're always wearing Last Dive Bar stuff in the stands, um, and you know, um, their extended family when they came to DC because I think they're all from from Delaware. Yeah. You know, they they the entire Geloff family was there, and I think there was definitely maybe. You know, some people in uh, with some cell apparel amongst their family as well. So, you know, um, 
I I doubt uh, I doubt any of the Geloffs are listening, but uh, but man, I I if if Zach Geloff ever plays for Las Vegas A's, you know I'll root against. The, I probably won't care, but I'll, I'll root against the Las Vegas A's. But I'll always be just a huge Zach Geloff fan. Um, you know it's it's that those guys are cool, and uh, Lawrence Butler he seems yeah. like a, just a cool guy who's happy to be there you know and um so yeah. yeah if this was like a normal situation it'd be kind of cool be, you could kind of start to see it like you know yeah you can start to see the guys that they're gonna trade in a couple years when they're good. <laughs> yeah you're like ready to get your heart broken again you know you can yeah. See the, yeah so yeah, i'm like, i'm i've got a where my heart is now so i'm trying not to yeah it's just it stinks yeah, I mean, like Jordan Diaz and Esteri Ruiz, and like Soderstrom's been pretty awful since he came up. But like, you know, I like you could see like the next core coming. But yeah, it's not uh, really what people are talking about right now. I mean, I like I think the next thing we should mention is the the billboards, the massive billboards that were put up uh, this past weekend at the at the Coliseum. The the guys at Last Dive Bar started uh, started up a website called SummerofCell dot com, and if you guys haven't heard. Uh, if you go to summercell.com, you can basically pledge. You can say, hey, if the A's had new ownership, um, would you buy season tickets? Yeah. You can do these different options. And basically, it becomes a dollar amount. And they're trying to show, like, you know, if John Fisher left, this is how much money they would get. So far, it's about $14 million. It's uh, f- between 1,420 people. And I think it's kind of like the Daniel Snyder effect. Like, we've seen it with the Washington Commanders. They sold – Daniel Snyder sold the Washington Commanders. And now, yeah. like the the commander sold all their suites, all their season tickets. Uh, there's just so much interest around. I don't know if the A's, uh, the Oakland A's fans, will ever get that chance. Um, but yeah, I you know I think this is an important thing to do. You know, it's an important it's an important thing. You know, I would encourage if you're listening to the podcast and you haven't gone to summercell.com, go there and pledge what you'd what you'd buy. Obviously, you know, uh, you know, try and be honest. Uh, we're not going to actually collect that money from you, but yeah. but. Uh, <laughs> But it's, I think it's an important thing to do just to document, you know, part of the interest in the A's and, and, uh, you know, tell your friends, tell your you know, other season ticket holders to do it. Um, and just to, just to sort of know, boy, if, if they figured out a way to, to give us an expansion team or a different team or some kind of team, you know, we'd be there. Uh, you saw that uh, I think that the mayors said uh, that if the A's want to stay past their uh, past their their lease, yeah, they would. You know, the Major League Baseball would have to either like leave the A's name in Oakland or promise an expansion team. So, but <laughs> I think I think uh, Major League Baseball will tell them to get lost, and Oakland will <laughs> tell the A's to get lost, and who knows where they'll play. I mean, they may. Honestly, the man to play in San Francisco, which yeah, I've seen that. I, I, I hope, I hope, I hope. I can't even. I can't I imagine that. I, can't. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I mean, fuck them. Yeah. So, but I just think it's so funny, like how creative, like yeah, like the sell the team, the reverse boycott, the sell shirts, like around you know the All Star game at the Giants Park, uh, even down at Dodger Stadium, like. I, I really hope like ESPN makes a 30 for 30 at some point about this. And like, that'd be great. And these, bill- I think, like, I can't believe they, they let the billboard, they can't believe the billboard operators were like, okay, that for them to be at I, the Coliseum. I, I I've heard through the grapevine that some other billboard uh, uh, people not in Oakland have not have thought you can't tell Doris to get her kid, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> the guys in Oakland, they don't care. Dude, it's it, great. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was in Sacramento too. So I mean, yeah. they're they're yeah. they're making they're making their voice heard. I think it's I think hilarious. I think I think I you know we'll we'll be I think the 68s will probably be releasing more information soon. But um, I think there'll be one sort of last last hurrah, possibly the, the Saturday, the last Saturday, the twenty third, right? Yeah, which which may be which I think we we may not be hosting it at the Coliseum. We may be in encouraging an actual boycott that game uh so we'll see yeah uh, I, I, I saw the, something on reddit too some guy's trying to organize a big tailgate and like everybody just tailgates and doesn't go into the yeah tailgate. yeah so we're still trying to figure out what's possible i think uh but uh but i would say don't buy your tickets to the 23rd game yet 
uh you know we may we may uh, be having fun you know i think i think where i'm at you know well tell me tell me what you thought you know we we finally heard from john fisher yeah. although we didn't actually hear from him kind of yeah we, were we had a puff piece uh uh, by uh, this coddled billionaire has decided that he's only willing to speak to a, a TV anchor uh, off, you know, like on the record, but not on camera. Um, and, you know, he said, uh, he said some nice things about Ace fans, you know, we're very dedicated, we're passionate. Uh, but, you know, it just, just he he tried maybe and uh you know he's he's sorry it didn't work out what it what, what was your take alex how'd you feel about reading that uh well so first of all like his first interview was with mick acres of las vegas uh oh, yeah yeah review journal and that paper is pretty much just like they're like it's pretty indistinguishable from their pr staff at this point it seems like they're in bed together for sure you know yeah and um i mean that's Which, another... like, listen i, I want to say one thing about make acres people give him shit and sure there's definitely some pieces he's written that have been kind of fucking dumb but if i was a you know if i was a the a beat reporter for the las vegas newspaper i'd be pretty excited if a baseball team was coming to my town right yeah. i'd want to be i'd be like hey maybe i'll be the beat reporter maybe i'll get to go to all the games so <laughs> You know, well, he's like a transportation guy, I think, technically, or transportation and sports business, I think, is his. Well, yeah, these small newspapers, they they don't have a lot of people. Yeah. 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 Well, I I just think that, you know, basically in 2021, he was privy to to all every time they, they made a visit. He had the story like basically yep. it seems like every time he went there, Cabo yeah. would say, call him and let him know just so yeah. everybody else would know. Yeah. And then I think back on April 19th um when the news initially broke he already had baked in quotes and it's like yeah. if you're a real journalist you don't sit on you would have just reported it. you wouldn't have waited till the a's okay you know so that's what that's where i'm kind of like uh you know like like i i think if that's you know, how you get it. if you had a line if you have J dave cavill and john fisher calling you and saying hey i'll do an interview with you i'll, I'll probably take it too but it's just hard to I, I don't know it's the the lines of journalism and pr are getting blurred hard here i think yeah. Um, so that's why yeah. I took his interview with a grain of salt. I, I do give him credit. He, that's the most I've ever just seen John Fisher say. Um, but you know, he said that they've, uh, they, you know, put the thing, um, put their relocation papers in. He's not going to sell the team. He feels bad. It was his decision. So I, I feel bad for ACE fans that I took this away from them. It was my team. So it was my first hint of accountability he's given. So I, I did like that, but there wasn't much pushback. And then when I was watching that Raj Mathai interview, like I only got like a, the 30 seconds into it. And when Raj was like, John did not ex uh, agree to have himself filmed or, or like recorded on audio. I was like, I just stopped watching it. I was like, well, dude, then like, what's, it's just, uh, I, I don't know. Like, I don't understand like a, why a middle reliever gives him a home run in the sixth inning. He's got to talk to the media, but John Fisher, he doesn't feel like he needs to talk to the media for making this huge decision. I, you He's know, I billionaire, like, come on, dude, get some balls, you know, like, come on, man. truly get some fucking balls. Yeah. Get some fucking balls. John, if you're going to take away this, yeah. this yeah. team from a fucking community, grow some balls. Yeah. I mean, it, and I also think, um, I, I was pretty disappointed in that interview. I think there was not, uh, you know, clearly, and I think Raj had explained that he had spoken to John on the phone and John had told Raj his side of the story. I think John Fisher feels hard done. He feels like, you know, he's just, he's an investor and he tried, he's trying to make his investment work. And this is clearly the best thing for his investment. And, and, you know, the, the Oakland didn't do it and he's sorry, but whatever. And, you know, fine. But like, this is, this is a community and, and I think, I think Raj, we didn't learn jack shit. You know, we didn't learn. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, Raj doesn't have to take that interview. You know, he doesn't have to encourage that interview. If he's not going to allow him to push back, you know, if he's not going to allow him to be, yeah. you, you know, John Fisher, 
has, you know, Catherine Akers to do his bidding. He's got he's got the best PR people that money can buy to do his bidding. He does not need some news anchor to do his bidding. So, yeah, I thought it was pretty disappointing, but yeah, whatever. I mean, you know, it's sort of news in that he's saying he's not going to sell the team, but we knew he wasn't going to sell the team. So, yeah. And also another thing I really took issue with was um, he came out and said, you know, the A's lost $40 million this year, despite having a $60 million payroll, but then Forbes did the math and they were like, Okay, well, technically, maybe the A's did, but they also got $110 million in free money, basically, from revenue sharing. So it's like they profited $70 million off. Show me the books. Show me the books. If you want to say that, show me the books. Yeah, and that's the kind of stuff that that, uh, that any journalist should be ready to challenge. And it wasn't challenged. Yeah. It's, I mean, to call that journalism i think from what you expect from your hometown journalists really disappointing and you know i i get it i get it like you could come you could show up to that interview and he's not going to be recorded so he's not going to answer any of the questions that you you know the the he's not going to give you an answer to any of the follow-up questions you have uh and you know like just don't do that interview just don't yeah. do it. Yeah, like if I Whatever. was Raj, if I was a TV guy and he said I can't, I won't be on camera, I would be like, okay, well, no interview then. I'm not going to just like, you know, spread this propaganda. Like, here's, yeah, I mean, I think we can sort of leave it at this. You know, it's just, we, we, whatever. These, these, you know, this is the same sort of with Cavill when Cavill decided to rejoin Twitter for a day to, gloat about uh, <laughs> yeah that was gloat i love about got steel burning down yeah. like dude these guys are not these guys are doing this you know they, they're they're doing this so that they you know the 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 audience is their rich friends who are kind of like hey why are you being a dick and taking this team you know and like, oh, <laughs> i'm gonna protect my investment you know and and they're doing this to show that they're reasonable people with hearts and it's the, it's the, the politicians that are, you know, that fucked up and I will give them credit. California is when it comes to developing projects, California is dysfunctional. It's why it's why it's impossible to, you know, why it's why the cost of housing is so high. You know, it's why my wife and I are like, thinking about leaving California because like, we just can't imagine affording a house that is affordable, you know, that we would like to live in. And yeah. so it's, it's, you know, <laughs> there's, 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 you know, it's, they're, they're not the only, they're not the only, uh, uh, John Fisher and Dave Cavill are not the only like, uh, villains here, but they are the villains who made the decision. They are the villains who, who decided not to stay and fight for another couple of years when frankly, it seems like they could have gotten it done. So, you know, they're, they're jerks. They'll always be jerks. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what they're trying to accomplish by this, but they're, they're, they're just trying to make sure that all the other rich jerks who own baseball teams know that, uh, know that, uh, that it's the the problem of a diverse city councils, you know, and not not their white asses. So yeah, well, I, yeah. Also, another, I I just think he just really confirmed my bias that these guys are just disingenuous. Like he's saying, like, oh well, we can't put together a good team because our stadium sucks. We're not having good revenue. But if we get this new stadium in Vegas, we're for sure going to spend money on our team. Like, I just don't believe it, especially if they're in like a minor league park for three or four years. Uh, well, cap- yeah, they won't spend money then. Not yet. I mean. They're not going to have any revenue. So I, I just, the whole thing stinks. Like they don't even know if it's going to be a dome or not. Like, I don't know. It's so half-baked. It's wild to me, but it's like, these guys are bulletproof. It's like, you can't really do anything, you know? No. It's an, and that's no, like the, I mean, that's the part that sucks, you know? It's, it's like, you know, it's just, it's like another just American story, man. Of like that, uh, just the deck, the deck is stacked for billionaires, you know? Yeah. Get, you know, I, you know, we gotta get uh, get Bernie Sanders on here. I'm sure he could uh, 
he could rail against the shit. But it's just it is. It's stacked against billionaires. It's stacked for people who already you know have a lot of shit and whatever, man. Yeah, I think you know I I think at this point I floated this to a couple people. I'll float this on this podcast. I don't think you know it's viable, but I think I think really. At this point, you know, there's a lot of more opportunities to have fun with the Oakland community uh, at like, you know, at A's games while they're here uh, at Roots games. I went to a, the Roots game this weekend. I had a great time. There's a lot of good people there having a great time enjoying Oakland sports. But, um, you know, I think I think if if what we're trying to do is keep the A's in Oakland, I think the the only sort of hope is that referendum attempt to get a referendum in in Nevada. And I think, I think for that to happen, A's fans would probably have to raise in the, the realm of hundreds of thousands of dollars, like 500, $600,000. You know, I think, I think it's partly a collective action problem. If all A's fan, you know, if we get all the A's fans in one room together and talk about it, (laughs) we might be able to get that amount of money, but, um, you know, and I think if there's people out there who are listening to this and are like, yeah, I want to organize, you know, you know, I want to organize, I want to, you know, flyer every A's game in the final uh, homestand to try and convince people to not renew their season tickets and instead send that money to to stadiums over or schools over stadiums. We might be able to get done. I think it's just going to be a ton of work. And, you know, I was talking to my wife about it, too. And it's like, this is sports. It's not supposed to be this hard. It's not supposed to, you know, this is not. <laughs> yeah, it feels like a political, to two political parties. Yes, sparring, it just makes me yeah. sick. It just makes me sick that this thing that, you know, I think the reason why I loved being a hot dog vendor was like, you just, you got to see so much joy in people's faces every day. You know, uh, you I would trick little kids into having joy by giving them a, a card of mine because they're idiots and think that I'm famous. Uh, just dunk but, it on kids here. Jeez. But, hey, well, it's easy to dunk on five-year-olds. But, like, you know, I mean, like, just kids and, like, adults just being at a, at a sporting event. It's just so much fun and just so much joy and it's so much community. And, you know, when, when the A's would win, just people would just, you know, it just, it just, it sucks that it's become it sucks that it's become this political bullshit and it's just like part of this thing where you just feel like these billionaires have all the power and the only thing you could do is like maybe we could organize our entire fan base to try and you know collect half a million dollars <laughs> to then maybe get a proposition which might pass which yeah. then who even fucking knows what would happen you know, like it's yeah, just they could be gone by then, you know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean these guys just you know, I just I just wish nothing but the worst for John Fisher and Dave Cavill. It's just it's just horrible to see what they've done. So yeah, and, and well I was th- like, hey, if you get like a stadium full of people, like fifty thousand people to give ten bucks each, that's there's your five hundred grand, dude. <laughs> this can't be that hard, right? <laughs> can't be that hard. You just have to go around with a yeah, easy. Easy, it's no like problem. the church thing. Just go around with a yeah. wicker basket, you know, and uh, just get a little money from everybody at the end of the game, you know? Like I said, if, if you know, if we put this podcast out and there's 15 people who DM me and are like, I want to dedicate the next <laughs> month of my life to collecting this money, I would love to help organize it. But it just, I just, it's just... Yeah. What? I don't know if we can do it, you know, and, and the worst, like the, my worst fear is like, what if we collect $50,000, you know, like, and I've gotten $50,000 of people's money and that, that doesn't buy shit when it comes to a referendum, you know, it's whatever. It's yeah. just... If you guys want to learn more about uh, schools over stadiums, we had their director of strategy, Alexander Marks on last episode. So definitely check that out. He kind of lays out the, the group's uh, vision and why they formed. And um, I, I mean, yeah, I, I trust them. I think that they, yeah. I don't know, but well, you know, like one, one thing I wanted to do. The season's wrapping up. Well, let's before talk. before we do this, I wanted to oh. get one more thing off my chest. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is my guy grinding my gears. Yes. You know, so grind, grind away, Alex. 
Let's um, go, baby. Is is um like you were talking about how like the cards are stacked against the A's and or the A's fans, I guess. Yeah. Uh, not the A's. Um or Oakland A's fans is um this uh MLB relocation committee that Rob Manfred has appointed. Uh, it's like part of it is this Brewers owner who's trying to get a new ballpark, the Kansas City owner who's trying to get a new ballpark, and Phillies who I think they're fine, but it, it's just it, it's like I don't know. It's like a cop is trying to arrest another cop. Like he's not going to do anything, you know? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. It's exactly like that. That's a great analogy, Alex. It's like, it's like the the it's like the cops investigating when a when a when a police officer like, is. Yeah. yeah, it's like yeah, like oh, he did no wrong here. Uh, yeah, this is good. We're good to go. We're no problem. The oversight work. committee. Yeah, yeah, he's doing good police work. He was he felt threatened. That that poor that poor Oakland City Council threatened threatened him. Um, yeah, I I think the you know whole, I think the whole people thing. Have, people have yeah. rightly said that that a uh, an expansion team would do better in Vegas. I think that's right. People have rightly said that. Major League Baseball is leaving a ton of money on the table by not collecting an expansion team for Las Vegas. I think that's right. Um, uh, but at the end of the day, you know, that's just some money divided up 30 ways. What's worth what's worth hundreds of millions of dollars to every Major League Baseball owner is for them to when they say, hey, my 20-year-old stadium, you know, which could which isn't even old enough to drink needs <laughs> needs, needs a billion dollar renovation yeah you know they want to be able to point to a city they're going to point to Oakland and they're going to say Oakland look at Oakland there but for the grace of god go you and if you don't give me a billion dollars i'm going to do the same thing that we did to Oakland which like is that. which is not even give them a warning you know, which is to just one day say we're gone. You yeah. know, I won't call you up and ask for your best offer. I'm just going to one day say, hey, I'm moving to Charlotte. Yeah. So if anyone out there thinks that the MLB owners are going to save our asses. I got yeah. a bridge in Brooklyn to sell you. I mean, <laughs> it ain't happening, man. Yeah. Yeah. MLB. I, I just wonder if MLB is eventually going to be ruined by money and like. I don't know. I mean, I, I maybe it already kind of is, but yeah, I mean, people can just be like, you know, the A's were there 55 years and they left. So we're going to leave after 25. Like, what's the big deal? You know, I, know. I, you know, I think viewership and attendance is up because of the rule changes, but MLB is kind of over for me. You know, yeah. it, it was a huge part of my life, uh, you know, as a fan, as a kid. And, and then, you know, as a vendor, like I've ended some other events, some football, but like, you know, it was mostly baseball, and I went. I've been to, been to a lot of baseball games in my life, and you know, I think it's just it's just over for me. Yeah, it just kind of it's, it's I've hard to take it off. Like the past couple of months, I've, I've I just kind of watch games here and there, which is wild to me. I pretty much was locked into the A's every year, but it's just not the same, and they're not good. You know, I mean, they're just yeah. it's tough to watch. You know, so um, it's they're the bad, and and like we said, you know, the the positive parts is it's hard to get excited about. You know, it's yeah. hard to get excited about Lawrence Butler because, you know, he's not. Uh, you know, I remember talking when I first first doing the hot dog gig. I started I started vending call team in 2016. I first did the hot dog gig in 2017. And so that's when I started really talking to Ace fans. And I remember talking to them. And then, you know, and they weren't good 2017. Uh, but they were, you know, they were saying you know, I had one fan who said, I'd much rather be an Ace fan than a Giants fan right now because, you know, the Giants, they're getting, they're old and they're, they're imploding. You know, we got all these young guys. Yeah, that's when Olsen and Chapman uh, were coming up. And yeah, yeah, it's going to be fun to watch them. Uh, and it's not fun to watch. It's just not that fun to watch Zach Geloff. It's not that fun to watch Lawrence Butler because – because like yeah i mean i guess they'll probably be in oakland again next year but like it's gonna be i don't know yeah it's hard to get invested in guys who you don't really you know it's like a short term how much worse is the deadlines coming up and they're gonna be gone anyways (laughs) worse is the attendance gonna be next year you know like just it just so speaking of 
the A's suck. <laughs> I if fans of this podcast will remember <laughs> diehards, first, diehards, diehards. <laughs> not not the first episode this season. Uh, um, I suggested we do a war draft where we each draft. Now we drafted nine players each, <laughs> and um, we said the whoever has the most war at the end of the season wins. Um. And uh, so, you know, um, I added up uh, some of the the war from each of our nine players. I have the results. Let's go through them. This will be fun to remember what we thought about. This was, this <laughs> yes. was, this was I the can't wait to hear them. I can't wait to hear the excited names. about Fujinami, yeah. when we were excited about, <laughs> you know, hearing, uh, you know, potentially more uh, binding votes for the for Howard Terminal. Um, uh, so, um, you know, some of these players no longer play for the A's, and some of these players uh, have accumulated stats for other teams. I've decided to count all of their stats. <laughs> because, frankly, we need it. You yeah. and I need it. <laughs> we need any number we can get, positive or negative, yeah. <laughs> Alex, do you remember the the first person you drafted? Um, Tony. No, I think uh, I honestly don't. I have no idea. You drafted I, Ramon Laureano. Woo! Yeah. He, you know, I have great news for you. He has one point one B war. Okay. Okay. That's that's almost at, at the end of the season. I believe <laughs> B war says two to three B war is starter. So he's almost as good as a starter. I picked Seth Brown. I believe I called him the big bopper. <laughs> he's still on the team. Let's go. <laughs> he's still on the team. And positive war, 0.3 war. Your next pick, last year's all-star, Paul Blackburn. 1.6 war. Okay. Great. Almost two. He's almost a starter. Let's go. Almost a starter. <laughs> you got you first of all, you're it. You're it. What are you at? 2.7 war. Holy moly. Pretty good. Pretty good. I picked Tony Kemp. Uh, negative 0.8 war. I'm now in the negatives. That's too bad. Oh, man. Jesus. I am I am now in the negatives. All right. My next pick, Shea Langoliers. Young guy. 0.6 war. All right. 0.6 positive? 0.6 positive. Pretty good. <laughs> Your next pick. Your next pick. Almaris, not Almari, multiple Almari, Almari Stias. Aletimus, Aletimus, yeah. <laughs> Aletimus. Yeah. A swing and a miss. Yeah. Negative point nine war. Woo. Yeah. Well, he's it, been rough to watch. He can't even throw the ball across the diamond, dude. He does. Yeah. I've the first shortstop I've seen do consistent bounce passes, and I'm like, yeah. what are you doing, bro? He's <laughs> not good. All right, your next pick, James Caprellian. Yeah, negative point three war. Oh negative my gosh! Below Oh my god! Uh, but at least you didn't pick my fourth pick, who's by far the worst pick in this draft. Shintaro Fujinami. Oh my god! Poor negative guy. two war. Negative two. Negative two war. Oh my god! So he's like a starter for the other team. <laughs> yeah. He's a starter for the other team. Uh, and and that other team is whoever. Yeah, he's not. Not only is he not on the A's, he was he was pitching for the other team even before he got traded. So <laughs> after four players, you're at one war. I'm at negative two point four war. Fuji <laughs> really killed the team there, dude. He yeah. really hurt. All right, all right. Next, next for me, Jesus Aguilar. Negative no. negative point five war. <laughs> Uh, next for you, Ken Waldachuk, negative 0.5 war. Oh, my God. Next for you, Jace Peterson, negative 0.2 war. Jace Peterson, what was I thinking? I was, like, believing in their The their, next their pick for me, and now this is controversial. Now, I'll, I'll say, this is controversial. Christian Pache. <laughs> he didn't, he didn't, yeah, Never been played for the A's this season. However, 
<laughs> However, before he got injured, uh, because I, I don't think he's playing anymore, right? He's injured. I don't know. Last I heard, he's on the Phillies. I haven't really been paying attention since right? then. But let's 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 fact check ourselves. <laughs> I mean, we we after all, we are a, a, an A's news podcast. I, I thought I really picked Esteri Ruiz. I'm I'm surprised I did not. You did not. That's a shock. You did, I'm sorry. If you'd like to go back, too Big bad. Shock. Uh oh, he just came back. The Pate's last back, days. baby. He was, he, was, he, <laughs> he, got was in, he got injured in July. He's now back. He has plus one war for the Phillies. Now, I'm not sure I get to count that for my team. However, yeah, you kind of just not? need we kind of need points here. Yeah, we, <laughs> I, I'm desperately in need of war. So I'm going to give it to myself. Your next pick. Uh, almost as bad as Diaz. <laughs> Drew Rushinsky. Uh, that's that's got to be the worst pick of that. That's got to be my worst pick, right? Negative I don't know. 0.8 war. Oh, my God. I think he only made four starts. I was looking. He pitched 18 innings, and he's yeah. basically been hurt all year. Poor guy. Yeah. Oh, boy. I wrote a whole article before the season. I was like, oh, this is why Drew Shinsky is better than Fuji, because he never misses starts. And you were right. <laughs> you were right. But, Almost but, more than twice as twice as good as Fuji. But my, my reasoning was that he never misses starts. I was like, oh, this guy's so durable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so uh, yeah. not so much. My next, my next pick, Trevor May, who... I'll always remember him as the guy on the mound at the end of the reverse boycott game. So yeah. love him. Point four war. I thought he would be higher, honestly. I thought he's been doing decent. Highest yeah, paid but... player on the team. <laughs> <clears throat> My next pick, Zach Jackson. Point six war. <laughs> Dude, I think. I think our highest guy is like 1.5 so far. <laughs> uh, Paul Blackburn, 1.6, yeah. Um, Zach Jackson has pitched in 19 games this season. Uh, has not pitched since uh, since May. <laughs> so, um, but so far, uh, my third best player after the Phillies, Christian Pache and Shea Langoliers. Uh, your next player, Domingo Acevedo. Oof, brutal. Negative 0.7 war. I thought he was going to be the next Yusmero Petit and be pitching like 70 games this year, but uh, he's been he's hurting too. Nine games. Yeah. <laughs> he's not pitched since May 3rd. Uh, my final pick, Nick Allen. Do you want to guess if he's positive or negative? I'm going to say negative. That dude can't hit, poor guy. (laughs) He uh, somehow has uh, has has with his batting average a point. He's got a a 210 batting average, an OPS plus of 52. But I guess I guess his glove is good enough. He's zero (laughs) more. 52. He's replacement, baby. Who was my last pick? Or is that it for me? Your last pick. Danny Jimenez. Oh, man. When I hear these names, I'm like, oh, what happened to the A's? He's been like up and down all year too. Yeah. Yeah. Positive. 0.2 war. So who won? So I, even with that one, that gimme, that one war from, uh, from Christian Pache, Still negative, <laughs> negative 0.3 war total. <laughs> However, you had a lead, but your your last couple picks, all these relievers, did oh. not go well for you. Oh my god! Negative 0.5 war. Oh my Third god! <laughs> I can't believe you won with a negative 0.3. It's not uh... going to change much because players <laughs> are no longer playing. Oh my god! Well, dude, I'm, I'm just looking right now at the list and. So Ryan Noto is actually number one on the team right now, 2.4. Yeah. JP Sears got 2.1. And Geloff's only been here for a couple of months. He's already number three on the team at 1.7. Pretty yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, man. 
I mean, well, I do not, I, I do not feel good about that win. My that win was basically me just avoiding disasters, uh, <laughs> and uh, except for Fuji, uh, and somehow deciding that the Philadelphia Phillies Christian Pache was going to have an okay season, despite being injured for most of it. It's so funny hearing those names. It's like they were last year. I was like, no, that was like three months ago. Four, <laughs> was like four months uh, ago. <laughs> because, I mean, it really does feel like last year because, and, you know, I think this is this is now almost an hour-long podcast uh, and we barely actually talked about the A's. Uh, but, um, <laughs> but, you know, it feels like so long ago because it was a time before the A's had said they were going to leave. So, yeah. you know, I think everything changed after that, you know, we fought hard. We tried to fight hard, um, with Vegas and the reverse boycott and that, you know, they just don't care. So, uh, like I said, you know, if a bunch of people think my idea of trying to raise a bunch of money for schools over stadiums is a good idea, reach out. But other than that, I think, I think, um, you know, Mark down the last the last Saturday home game. Uh, I I believe we may call for an actual boycott. If you've stayed, if you stayed. So pay for, for pay for parking, but don't pay for your ticket. Maybe. Oh, I, maybe. I, 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 <laughs> might not even be at the Coliseum, but um, but I think that's what we're gonna try and do. Um, but yeah, take Bart. Yeah, take Bart, baby. I mean, take Bart anything. Yeah. Support public transportation, Alex. Come on. <laughs> Um, well, I, other yeah. than that, you know, I think, I think, uh, I think I'd like to, uh, thank you for, uh, encouraging us to do another episode. I'm sure we'll do one more or two more, uh, yeah, a couple one or two more before the season. Maybe we'll do a yeah, season wrap we'll, up pod we'll, or something. We'll do a wrap <laughs> up. We'll do a wrap up pod. Uh, yeah, maybe we'll invite, uh, the, the, the Texas Rangers, um, beat reporter, uh, uh, what, what's his name? The the guy we had on at the beginning of the season, Texas Rangers, the Chronicle. Oh no, he's uh, he's he works for the Astros now, or the as who was oh, Matt Kawahara? Yeah, Matt Kawahara. <laughs> we got Matt Kawahara. Come on, he was our <laughs> he was our intro pod. We can bring him on, and he can talk about how the Astros. Did. Even Matt got traded. Jeez, everybody got traded. <laughs> I mean, everyone got traded. <laughs> I mean, what a. Yeah, I, I want to say thank you to everybody. Um, the past few weeks, I've had a few people in different times like uh, come up and be like, yo, when's the next pod coming out? I want to hear the next pod. So uh, I appreciate the support. Uh, I know we're, I know we've been slacking, but uh, we're both busy guys with our full-time jobs and such and, now. Yeah, so, and, uh, and we, yeah. we, it's just depressing to think yeah. about it. <laughs> All uh, right. Well, yeah. thanks, Al. That was great, dude. And uh, hopefully see you on the 23rd. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see you on the 23rd and we'll see um, we'll see you guys on the pod at least one or two more times this season. Absolutely. All right. Take yeah. care, y'all. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.